Today, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life, and that day catch you by surprise like a trap. For that day will assault everyone who lives on the face of the earth. Be vigilant at all times, and pray that you have the strength to escape the tribulations that are imminent, and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Once again, like at the end of every year, a consumerist fever or an epidemic of desire sweeps the world and invades us as the tenderest celebration of our faith, Christmas, approaches. Millions of people around the world, including you and I, shop till they drop, trying to find the best deals and offers, believing that we need everything that we buy. The media show people fighting to get something cheaper and better than what they had not knowing what they will do with it, as it isn't so old after all. While all of this happens, there's a lot of suffering in the world, but it's forgotten, and we're bombarded with special offers and discounts of all sorts to tickle our consumerist ears and persuade us that if we have this or that, we'll feel better. In today's glimpses of the gospel, almost by an irony of divine providence that wants to save us from so much mundane numbness Jesus' words come to us and fit us, fit the hearts of believers exactly. It will be up to those who know how to listen to take them in and live by them. I'd encourage you, as I encourage myself, to examine our hearts and somehow measure our consumerist fever, as well as to take stock of our faith, to see to what extent we've allowed ourselves to be invaded by the reality around us. Very often, driven by an invisible disease, or scammed into believing that we always need something new to survive and live better. I know that what I'm saying is not politically correct, but I also know that Jesus wasn't always politically correct. And if I wish to transmit God's word, I'll sometimes have to draw the short straw and tell some uncomfortable truths. That's because God's word is a double-edged sword. It cuts both ways. And even when we sometimes struggle to hide some things it tells us, it keeps talking and telling us the same things over and over. It keeps insisting that we shouldn't allow the things that truly matter to pass away. Remember yesterday's words? Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. If we close our hearts, we'll always find excuses for God not to tell us what we don't want Him to tell us, or else to claim that God doesn't really say what he really does say. That's how weak we are, all of us. That's how elusive we, the children of God, are. That's why we can go about life saying that we listen to God, that we love him, that we have faith, but never doing what he proposes to us. Jesus said to his disciples, Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy from carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of daily life, and that day catch you by surprise like a trap. He tells us, those of us who consider ourselves to be his followers, those who love him and crave for his love, beware. There is always danger for everyone. Just imagine, 
if Jesus had to warn them against excess, drunkenness, and anxieties of life 2,000 years ago, what could be said about our times, when all of that is overabundant? What could be said about today? Don't you think those words are more fitting than ever? Shouldn't they be taken to heart more than ever? Excesses dumb us and won't let us listen to Jesus' sweet voice telling us, Beware. Beware of drunkenness of all kinds, alcohol and drugs, but also of anything that may dull our capacity to reason, to think carefully, to be sensible and see beyond reality, to find so much goodness around us and focus on things that would be so much better for us than what we sometimes choose. Beware of our anxieties over this or that, of our anxiety to have more, to give material things to our children, forgetting that what they need most is our love. Beware of the anxiety over not having sorted out this or that. These are legitimate concerns, but end up draining us of more energy than is necessary or worth it, preventing us from keeping a vigilant heart and realizing that what's essential is something else. Beware. Let's beware. Let's hope it is not necessary for something hard to happen for us to realize that life is about something else, not about having this or that. Let's hope we never get to say, I've wasted so much time in my life. If I'd only realized earlier. Thanks be to God the Father. Jesus finds a way every so often to get us priests to face pain and death. In one way or another, he shakes us out of the consumerist fever that also haunts us and has invaded our hearts, if truth be told. It's a gift to be close to pain, even if it hurts. Once, I remember, at a similar time, I was praying a final blessing for a very young girl, and as I was praying for her and her parents, I also prayed to God for the grace to be moved, so that pain won't leave me indifferent, so that I may be close to those who suffer, and stop thinking for a moment about my own things and what I have to do. The mother and father of the child moved me just by looking at them. Even when she was in indescribable pain, the mother was strong enough to tell everyone who was by their side at the moment, thank you for coming. While this world rejoices in its small universe of special sales, millions of people struggle day after day to have at least one nice day, a day with less suffering. What touches our hearts, the hearts of Jesus' disciples? What moves us? May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.